What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Good day, Dream Builder. Hey, Casting over here, and I'm excited because today's episode, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Now, if you've been rocking with me for any amount of time, you know that now we have close to 300 episodes combined for the podcast when we talk about Dream Nation and Dream Nation Real Estate. And I look back on this journey and and I think that we're just getting started and I can't wait to see where we are in the next 300 episodes. But I do know when I look back and people ask me, what are some of my favorite episodes? I always think about the episodes where people have a similar story to me, but more importantly, that people can resonate with this person. And so we went back and we were talking, what about bringing back some of our previous episodes? And one that came to mind was the episode that we're going to talk about today with my brother, Mr. Dave Shands. And I wanted to do this because now a lot of people know that we're both on the Earn Your Leisure, the EYL network. And if you don't know who Dave Shands is, he is definitely one of my brothers. He's one of the most genuine people, not only in the podcasting industry, but just in the entrepreneur industry as a whole. And so he has the podcast, which is Social Proof, Real Social Proof podcast, and he co-hosts it with Donnie Wiggins. So if you haven't already seen that, definitely go check that out. But I loved it because he was my fourth episode. So keep in mind, we did this almost two years ago. And it was when I was first just getting started. And I knew right when I first reached out to him and he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. That it was going to be a friendship that we would have for years to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to bring this one to you all. But again, I think if you're right now in your journey of entrepreneurship or you're trying to figure out what your message is, you're trying to figure out who your audience is, or you're trying to just get over that first hump, I think that this episode will help you. But more importantly, definitely go check out Dave after this because he has so many gems that he drops, not only through his podcast, but through social media and and everything else. So I'm excited. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. Today, I'm super excited. I got my man, Mr. Sleep is for Suckers, David Shands on the the line, and uh, I'm excited to have him here. I want to introduce him, but I know that I'm not going to give him the justice that he could do. So I want to let him introduce himself. Uh, I'll tell you that this man right here, he's putting on some dope events in the community. He's empowering every single day, and I'm blessed to be able to have him on here. I'm sure he's going to drop value. So the one question that I want to ask him is, before the businesses, before the social proof, before the community empowerment, you know, before you became this superhero in the online world and in the, you know, the Atlanta space, who is Mr. David Shands? Oh man, that was that was really a dope intro. Okay, that was amazing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, man, I'm just an entrepreneur at heart, man. I'm I'm talking about serial entrepreneur. I've been trying to be an entrepreneur since I was a child, and I, you know, before I knew what entrepreneurship was. But I just had a couple of jobs, like. I worked at KFC and I just, I didn't want to be there. And then at the end of the week, you work all week and you look at your check and you're like, yo, I put in way too much work um, to make this little bit of money and to come home smell like chicken. It's crazy. It's straight. So I, I didn't know necessarily what an entrepreneur was, but I knew that I didn't want to work a job. So 
Um, I was a rapper. I thought I was going to be a big rapper, and I was good too. Okay, I was. I had bars. Yeah. I was like radio stations and stuff like that. Um, but I was like a gangster rapper, but I wasn't really a gangster <laughs> like that. You feel me? But in Jersey, where I'm from, I mean, we rap about selling crack and shooting people. I ain't did none of that. You feel All me? Right. So it just it wasn't my thing. But um, I felt like I was good. Yeah, being able to put words together. But I thought that was going to be my, um, my yeah that's that's as far as I could see and then uh, I joined some network marketing companies and then I got a chance to see a little further I said oh wow so if the rap doesn't work then I can make six figures like that was the mecca that was like that was it if I could make six figures one for the right to to say it because it's cool yo I right. make six figures right when right. they front of the stage you like yo you make six figures really mm-hmm. but uh when you make it, you realize it's not uh, six figures. Ain't, what, ain't what you thought it was going to be. Right. Um, yeah, so I just, just went on this journey of, you know, hopping from here to there, 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 to trying to figure out how to make some money. Actually, 2005, I got my real estate license in the worst possible time in American history. Um, but that taught me a valuable lesson. learned a lot through that, too. So it's just serial entrepreneur stuff. But to answer your question, I became before I came became a full time entrepreneur. I worked at Olive Garden, got fired from Olive Garden, then started working at the Cheesecake Factory. And when I got fired at the Olive Garden, I was okay because I had a security job overnight, which you know it was really cool. It was overnight you could find somewhere to sleep, and you know you duck off, find a little right, right, right. <laughs> and then I worked at the Cheesecake Factory, and they fired me from security because I was I was being there late, and um. You know, I built this clothing brand, long story short, called Sleep is for Suckers, geared towards entrepreneurship and people that lose sleep doing what they love. I was able to build that and replace my income, then um, quit my job and became a full-time t-shirt salesman. And then I ran around the country teaching people how I did that. Long story short. Long story kind of long. Got it. So look, man, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. The first thing I want to know is, you know, what... As you start working these jobs, what's your circle look like, right? Because a lot of the times, the reason why we can't get out of our own way is because the people that we came up with, they're all doing the things the, the, the same way, right? So when you decide you want to be an entrepreneur, like, was that everybody around you that was already an entrepreneur and then you took the leap of faith or were like, you're the only one by yourself and everybody else like, oh man, like you, you want some suckers? Nah, um, I guess, you know, I was around a group of people... The people that you're around typically shape um, the way you think. So I'm so excited about the fact that I found like network marketing. I found this little thing where you can make some money on the side because in those circles, it's all positivity. It's all, it's all we got to grind. It's not cool to talk about the latest TV show. Right. I can't circle like, oh, did you see Empire last night? They look at you like, what? What do you? Right. You got to build the business. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got to build. Did you do your exposures? Right. <laughs> you feel me? Did you go out to the mall and did you do some prospecting? Look, man, I, I did it. We got a lot of the same. Trust me, my brother. No. I, I get you. But so in, in the times that I wasn't doing that, I would slip into, you know, if I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory after work, there was this place that we go after work. And everybody would be there, have a few drinks, and talk about the shift, which I thought was odd, right? We talk about our experiences because working as a server, you get the funniest stories. I mean, these the people that come in restaurants, it's just absolutely insane. So we'll spend hours playing cards, 
Um, they're smoking, drinking at the bar, and uh, talking about, you know, how bad our shift was, how crazy our, and cheap our customers were, stuff like that. Um, but then I realized it was just toxic. It was just a toxic environment. Not the people. I love the people. It was fun. But I can't, I can't, I can't go nowhere. I can't, like, I can't progress in life spending four or five hours after work talking about work. And then when we come to work, we talk about the night before, when we was drinking the night before, and how right. we're going to do it. It was a cycle, bro. Super. So talk to me about you. You're doing the multi-level marketing, the network marketing, right? Um, and I did that too. So again, there, there's a lot of powerful things about network marketing. That's what I told many people. But was that where you first unpacked the mindset? Like, talk to me about how your mindset is. Were you reading books? Were you listening to podcasts to start out? Like, well, how did that help you? You know, to be able to transition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Full time. Yeah, network marketing. I was, and I still do it now. Like I, okay. you know, I, I keep a little, I keep a little network marketing income. That residual, but uh, I, uh, th- yeah. So that was my introduction to reading books and being consistent because they had this thing called the ten core commitments. This was out in uh, this was two thousand five ish, I suppose, um, where it was just they were teaching the principles of consistency. Make two exposures a day. Okay, I was exposed to. Two people. Tell two people about your business every single day. There was one that said, um, read 10 pages of a good book every day. Yeah, I like I never that. Kind of, I've never heard that kind of conversation before. You know what God. I mean? Like, getting out of high school, college, working around regular people. Why would we read 10 pages of a good book a day? And they say, there's some keys in there too. 10 pages, meaning we have a number. There's a goal. It's not just read a book. It's right. like, yo. 10 pages it creates consistency but it also said uh 10 pages of a good book a day not zane not murder mysteries like something that's going to improve your mindset um right. they have different philosophies like turn your car into a drive time university and that's when i got introduced to jim Rohn. yeah the, the mecca right oh. he's, he's the godfather and that's where it all started oh man and, and you know literally if you look at if you watch my videos long enough, you'll see that there's a lot of Jim Rohn in my style. He's real laid back, real quirky kind of um, clever comedy, but he's going to take these big, big, uh, uh, complex, complicated and complex subjects and break it down into bite-sized morsels. <laughs> Jim, oh, Jim changed my life. Okay. And I love it, man. I love Jim Rohn as well. There's, there's so many people, right. That that's, that's so, uh, influential now but they got it from jen rome sure bro i watched it every day for three years every day right it was every day but it was like a few days a week no every single day there's nothing on youtube that i almost couldn't recite verbatim everything changed love it so talk to so now you you you're leveling up right in in your circle so did you let, let me ask did you leave your 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 outside circle right like your friends what are your family saying because in network marketing as well um obviously everybody has that stigma when you try to look do you want to do better in life and then people will come to the first meeting but then all of a sudden you become that guy you know so talk to me about what the mindset like that is to continue to keep going and being persistent Right. When when other people are like, ah, to go David, you know, you're gonna try to talk to us about exposure and, and leveling up. Yeah. Well, I think I think that was good because like your first question was, um, did you have to get rid of people? No, they got rid of themselves. 
If you, if you ask me, yo, are you going out to the club? And I say, no, I'm good. I'm, um, you know, I'm working on this business. You might want to jump down. You might want to get in this business with me. And then you ask me um, this, a second time later, you know, a couple of days ago, would you do that? And the third time they asked me again. Then the fourth time, fifth time, if I never go out to the club with you, you're going to stop asking me. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I didn't have to like say, hey, y'all. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't say, yo, I'm not messing with y'all no more. I had to do that. They stopped inviting me places. And it happens now. Like, my friends be like, yo, I see my friends out on Instagram. I'm like, yo, why y'all ain't calling me? They're like, yo, I thought you was busy. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't busy that time. But um, once you start moving in the right direction, people that are going the wrong direction, they won't try to necessarily take you off path. If they know you're going there with or without them, They'll either try to join you or at least let you run your own path if they're your real friends. I love it. Love it, bro. So talk to me about how you then transition from network marketing to a t-shirt business and how, what made you decide to get into the online world rather than the offline world, right? Rather than trying to get a brick and mortar. Did you ever have a brick and mortar and you feel? I mean, my, my, I, I sold over a million dollars worth of t-shirts outside of um, a kiosk. I mean, I had a kiosk in the mall. That's how I left. When I, when I left the Cheesecake Factory, I, I got a kiosk in the mall selling my T-shirts. And I never seen that before, a clothing brand, building a clothing brand out of a kiosk. But it was very successful. I went mm. from one to building another one. Then I had two simultaneously in the same mall. And then I had a full store in a different mall in Atlanta, on the east side of Atlanta. Um, but then they took the big store from me because a bigger store – Took my space. They tried to relocate me. I was like, I'm not with it because I just gave y'all, I just put $30,000 into putting this together. So I lost the store. I lost the second kiosk, you know, back to the first kiosk. And then I realized all these stores are going out of business and people don't shop in the mall as much. And I just got, and, and I can still make six figures. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Out of a mall. But if I'm going to scale up, I need my time. And I can't spend every all day in the mall. Or dealing with employees. You know what I mean? It's just right. too much. So talk to me about how do you, how, was it just completely um, foreign to you or did you have a mentor? Did you have a course or something? How did you know how to scale up your business to go from a kiosk to a full blown store? Like, how did you, how did you learn about all that? How did I learn about? How did you learn how to really truly build and scale a real business? Did you have a mentor or somebody that you was going to on the outside to be like, make sure you look out for this? Because you talk about now having three stores, that means you had to have team members. How did you understand that portion of how to run a team and how to run a successful business? Oh, I mean, yo, if you're in the game long, it's almost like um, a kid who starts uh, – swimming at six and no swimming lessons but you've been swimming for five years you don't necessarily need a book or a coach you learn how to swim you learn what doesn't work you you feel me like somebody who guides you uh, guide a kid on a bike kid falls down and they start to get their balance but eventually they start riding a bike it's not no 
six-week course they need to take to ride a bike. It's you keep riding a bike, you fall, you get back up, you fall, you get back up. So you think think of it like this. I, I have a kiosk and I get in there. My whole goal, sell shirts to people. Sell shirts to people. Once I get good at selling shirts to people, I got money coming in. With that money, I'm like, crap, if I did it with one space, I can do it with another one. Let's try it. Got it. Because the mean, reason why I ask that is because so many people, they'd be like, oh, man, I don't have a course. I don't have a mentor. I don't have anybody else that can really show me, right? So people don't even start to take action on anything, right? Yeah. They reach out to other people and they say, can you show me, David, what you did? And you're like, I'm, I'm in the trenches. Like, I don't have time. You better come add a lot of value to me, right? Or otherwise, I don't have time. But so many people, they're like, mm, David ain't want to show me, so I ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, they're they afraid of falling off the bike. If I really want to ride a bike and there's nobody there to guide me, I'm going to jump on that joint. I'm just not afraid to fall. I'm not going to die. The, the space from where the bike is to the ground, it's not that far. Right. And I just wear a helmet. I'm good. I'm okay. I'll learn through falling. And I'm okay with falling. And I fell a bunch of times. I'll tell you right now, I have a, I have a property. I invested in a property. Um, I'm literally falling off the bike right now. Okay. I'm, I'm about 12,000 in and it just it just doesn't look good in this situation now, i did have a you know i have a guy that's kind of helping guide me he's he's been really really helpful helpful or i'd probably lost more but is uh, it commercial or residential residential mm-hmm. residential we gotta we gotta talk my brother oh, we, we, we keep going like i, I we gotta talk but it's cool we, we'll keep going yeah, the only thing is i didn't get an inspection mm-hmm. does it because if, if that was the case, then we'd have found, on the outside looking in, it looks real good. It looks like an amazing deal. I'm like, let's go. It just got weird. It got real weird. <laughs> a different contractors. But my point is, I'm not going to cry about it because I've, I've felt lost before. I didn't hurt. I'm lost before. So I'm, I'm more willing to lose. Right. You know what I mean, if you've never been in a fight, you don't really want to lose a fight. Like you don't even, you'll just avoid it. But if you've been in a fight and you lost one, you're less fearful to fight again. I don't care if I win or lose. I'll jump in that joint. Right. So, I've taken them losses before. That's the, that's the thing I tell people all the time, right, is, you know, if you think to yourself, if I fail, what's the worst that could happen, right? That's the first question you got to ask yourself. And then even if I look at what the worst that could happen is, can I bounce back from this? Really? 99% of the time, it's yes. Our ego might be hurt. Our pride yeah. might be hurt, right? But we'll be able to bounce back from it. So many people, they just not willing to even take that loss, right? But you got to understand, that's how you get growth. Yeah. You got to fail. You got to rip the muscles so you can come back stronger the next time. Yeah, yeah absolutely, bro. You got, you got it. <laughs> I, oh, I get you, bro. Like I said, every, look, I, I hear you. It's so many. So, okay, so we got the t-shirt business. We're figuring out how to scale up. So talk to me about... Now you've transitioned into putting on live events. You've transitioned into teaching people how to brand themselves and, and do social proof. How much of that came from the t-shirt business and everything else? Like, or did you just see that there's a big need in, in, in the space? Like, talk to me about that. Yeah, so it's, it's a bunch of steps in that. So um, I actually built a, t-shirt, built a t-shirt brand, and then I started teaching people how to build a t-shirt brand. And then outside okay. t-shirt brand, um, I was able to quit my job, but I'm able to help other people quit their job. And that's what I speak on. Not because I feel like I'm, I'm an articulate teacher, but because I did it already. But there are a bunch of speakers that they haven't even succeeded by their own standards. Right. 
now they're teaching other people how to succeed. So in full transparency, I am not a millionaire, right? I have not made a million dollars in a year. I made a million dollars, but not in a year, in a 12-month right. time. Um, so I don't teach on that. I don't teach people how to go from scale their business from a million to two million. I don't do that. I can teach that person that's making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year how to replace that income. I can teach you how to make six. I can teach you how to make six for sure. I can teach you how to take an idea and create that side income, extra thousand dollars a month. I can I can teach that, no problem. But only because that's where I, that's where I'm at. Right. You know I mean? So, like, so uh, I I love that because one of my best quotes that I live by right is by Jay, and he says, "Everybody could tell you how to do it; they've never done it." Yeah. Right. Like that, that's exactly what you're saying. Like you, you walk it like you talk it. Right. It's what you've already accomplished before, because everybody will try to tell you again how to go to five million dollars, especially being in the real estate world. There's nothing against financial advisors, but like financial advisors, they'll be able to tell you like, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to scale you up. I'm like, bro, you don't look like you didn't scaled up. You've been in this for 40 right. years. Like I see like, but even, even success in general. Um, because there are a lot of people that teach on how to become successful and they're not successful. I'm not talking about money, but I'm talking about they're not successful by their own standard. You know what I mean? If, if their goal is to, you know, create a residual income or create a, 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 a I don't know, create a program where, you know, they're, they're, you know, building their nonprofit or something like that. If you can get your program up and running, yeah, that's successful to you. But there are a lot of people that want to do that that still haven't done it, but they're still teaching people how to be successful. Right. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't even look at myself as successful in terms of, you know, the circle that I'm in because it's, it's levels, right? But my first success was, yo, how do I make six figures? How can I be a full-time entrepreneur? And I hit that. It makes sense? So uh, all my speakers out there, and this is a lot, I have a lot of speakers that, um, you know, I coach and teach. And my first step is not, how to be a motivational speaker, how to get gigs. My first encouragement is for you to build something. Go build something and talk about how you built it. Do that because most people can't point to that. Oh, I built that right there. And that's why I'm teaching you how to build something. I'm successful because this was my goal and I hit my goal. Now I'm teaching y'all how to hit goals. Make sense? So my first thing as a speaker, go build something. Go build some. So I, I want to keep unpacking on this. If, if there's right now, you said that you, you can teach people how to leave their job. Right. And, and if they're making $30,000 a year, how to even, you know, double it to, to $75,000 a year to go into six figures. Tell me if you could give me three actionable tips, give me three actionable tips of, of what somebody could do. That's working in a job right now. That's listening at this. And they're saying, man, I, I want David to teach me that. Yeah. Um, one, Come up with a good idea, not follow your passion. Come up with a good why, idea. Why not follow your passion? Because your passion might not pay you. Uh, Warren Buffett said, um, what, what you like to do, make it a hobby. What the world likes to do, make it a business. Mm. I'm not passionate about t-shirts, but it was a good idea. And I knew other people like t-shirts and they like inspirational t-shirts. So I made that joint. Period. Come up with a good idea. And some people are like, yo, I'm, I'm not following my passion. Well, a passion indicates that it has something to do with your feelings. And if I told you to follow your feelings, that would be bad advice in business. Because every day you're not going to be passionate about it. I don't care how you feel. I want to work with kids. It's my passion. If that's your passion, go do it for free. 
Right. Go start that after school program. If, if you're passionate about it, go do it. But people ain't passionate about it every day, especially if ain't no check attached to it. So you're not passionate about it. Go Pretty build cool. a business that you can make money with that can allow you to do your pet. So I go to this school every Friday, almost every Friday, reading in high school because I'm passionate about teaching kids entrepreneurship. I told the lady, I don't need no money. I want to come because I'm passionate about it. And I can come do it because I built a business that if I go, it doesn't cost me money. Right. I got, I got money that comes in whether I go there or not. So now with my time, I can go and talk to the kids because that's my passion. But I'm not right. necessarily building a business model based off my passion. I respect it. I respect oh, it. So that, that was the first thing you said too. Oh. Uh, have a good idea. Um, uh, um, find a group of people who are all moving in the same direction because uh, you, uh, you can become successful by association. I believe if you're just in the right environment, your mindset starts to change. It and really talk about, let's talk about that because I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of people that DM me that want to know how they can change their circle. So like, what do you suggest on that? Because if they're in a toxic environment, right? And now everybody gets removed from it. They remove themselves from it. Like you said, like, how do you then find the other circle? Because if those people are all, you know, at another level, how do you give value to those people? How do you connect with them? Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have, you don't necessarily have to network up initially. You can network side to side, find pe other people who are sick of being in their situation with the same mindset and link up with those people. At least they won't lead you down the wrong path. Okay. Maybe y'all don't know where y'all going, but y'all not going to sit around drinking and smoking if y'all are in that. It makes sense. So there's a couple of you can join a network marketing company because it's a whole positive environment. They're in great luck because everybody has a coaching program. At least all my friends do, right? Yo, we have a coaching program where we're on the call every single morning, Monday through Friday. And I'm on there every morning, Monday through Friday. It's $47. Hmm. $47 a month. It's a dollar a day to be on the call, dollar something. Like right. I'm on Sunday night and every single day, Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. It's just an environment of positivity. And I'm teaching, just like I'm doing here, it's every day. But some of my friends, they say, yo, for one, you're doing it too cheap. And two, you're doing too much work. Like for $47 a month, which by the way, I split three ways with my partners. So my man, Brandon, he does like all my video stuff. And, you know, he runs a Facebook group. My partner, Janae, she don't necessarily jump on the calls, but she runs all the admin stuff. But my goal is to be a speaker. And as a speaker, that means I got to speak if I'm going to get real good at it. So I get an opportunity to wake up in the morning and speak five days a week. Y'all not going to beat me out here. Man. I get to practice it. I love it, bro. I absolutely love it. So talk to me again. So many people, they're scared of partnerships, right? Because they feel like they got to get a hundred percent of that. So I love how you said like you collabed and you didn't need to get a hundred percent because everybody brings something to the table. And this is talks about what we were talking about before the call where I went and I, I was checking out the, the Instagram and you had talked about, you know, why can't people build a team? And I want you, if you can remember what you said, like talk about this because people struggle to build teams themselves, right? They have, a, they have the notion, they have the talent, but they don't know how to collaborate with other people to get their product out to the world. Talk about that if you would. Uh, well, my inner circle teams, uh, I never went out to go find somebody to join my team. 
You know what I mean? I never was like, okay, I need I need somebody to do this. Let me go find somebody, ask them, court them, um, try to woo them onto my team. I've never done that. Not for my inner circle, my team of people. Hmm. Um, I just became somebody that people wouldn't mind following. So everybody that's on my team was attracted to me because I wasn't spending time looking for a team. I was spending time building something. Mm-hmm. And it was people that saw it that looked at what I was building like, yo, that's pretty dope. Do you need help? Yeah, of course. But everybody on my team knows, everybody on my team knows, whether they're there or not, it's going to get built, period. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that are looking for people to join a team and they can't move forward unless the team comes. I'm going to build it in spite of the team because I know I'm always going to find somebody that's attracted to this. So if you're looking to build a team, and my, my, my coach CJ told me this, he said, if you're looking to build a team and you're having a hard time finding a team, that means you need to be a part of one, which I just thought was so profound. Right. I did too. When I saw you say, I was like, he's speaking my heart, boy. That was in my soul. Like, That's facts right there. Yeah. Join somebody's team. Serve somebody. Hmm. But not just serve just to be serving because there are some people here that are just addicted to serving and being around and I just want to soak it up, which is okay, but really add some value. Because if you join, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not inviting people to my team just to serve. You got to have some sort of value. You know what I mean? Like you got to be a special, my man Brandon came to me. I was making videos and he saw some entrepreneurship one-on-one videos on YouTube and he came to me and said, yo, I'm a videographer. I don't know what you need, but this is what I do. I'm like, oh, bet. I can always use a videographer. But he added value. Right. He didn't say, no, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. If you need some paperwork done, come on. I can't even I – don't, I don't need that type of person that I can you know, tell what to do because eventually I'll tell you some stuff to do, and I'm expecting a certain standard, and you'll get tired of me and you'll leave anyway. Ask me how I know, Cassidy. <laughs> how you know? Uh, oh, man, bro, been through it. Been Amen. through it. And that kind of that that kind of leads me to the next questions because I was gonna say you've had a lot of successes, right? But tell me about in the last twelve months, right? What's been a challenge for you, and how have you overcame that, or how have you found a system that you put in place to overcome it? Oh, bro, this the social proof conference. This joint is tough. I haven't overcome it yet. I'm still going through it. Got it. It's real, bro. So and, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, talk to me about it. Okay. Um, so the Real Social Proof Conference, I saw a gap in the marketplace that a lot of uh, conferences, they're either, um, they're either uh, you know, one topic, whether I, I did this joint where it was uh, seven figures in fashion specifically for the t-shirt industry, or it's like a motivational event, or it's a bunch of random, event, uh, random information that, you know, just sounds good, right? But I said, I wanted a conference two days where half of the information is very industry specific. So there's somebody that's teaching you, if you want to be a speaker, we got Mr. Jeremy Anderson teaching how to be a motivational speaker, how to get booked all around the world as a speaker. If you want to jump into real estate, we got Jay Morrison. We also got Max Maxwell, Tommy Holt Jr. teaching the real estate specific, real estate industry, right? Um, how to be a photographer, videographer. We got some amazing speakers, Brandon Dixon and, um, and uh, uh, um, her name is B, B. Alyssa. She's dope, travels the world. So she can teach. She has social, social proof. She can teach how to make money off your camera. So there's a bunch of workshops like that. The other half are um, 
are general business practices that everybody needs to know in 2019, like how to build out a sales funnel, how to scale a business, how do you sell high ticket items, why isn't your website converting, how to add Facebook pixels and get Google Analytics to your website so you can start track, tracking, right? How to run a Facebook ad. It's, it's really, yo, it's, it's the most amazing conference. I don't know how I pulled yeah. it off. Well, I didn't pull it off yet. I got the speakers, but now I got to put a thousand people in a room. So got it's, no, I got no doubt that you will, man. The conference, well, everything I've been seeing on it has been super fire. Are you coming to the conference? <laughs> I look, so I got a speaking engagement that weekend. Ah, I have okay. a speaking engagement yeah. that weekend, but I talked to my wife about it. Um, uh, I just got back from 10X. Then I went to Funnel Hacking Live for ClickFunnels. And uh, so, yeah, man. I, I, but look, if, if anything doesn't come about, like, I mean, that conference looks fire. And just like you said, Jay Morrison, Max Maxwell, um, I, I seen, like you, I mean, obviously, like, there's so many dope, dope people that I see. That's coming through. And, and that's, so that's the second question I want to know. How did you pull that off? How did you get that many dope entrepreneurs in one room for two days? Um, relationships. Relationships. Relationships, brother. I can wrap it up into one word, relationships, man. I just... And I, what sparked this idea? What, when you was like, because that's a dream right there, right? So this is prime example of Dream Nation, right? This is why we got this podcast. Because in the beginning, we all had these dreams, which spark our actions in the end. So were you, were you just sitting at home like, yo, you know, I think it would be dope to have this kind. Like what sparked that? And then how did you start to put it in motion? Well, no, nah, I do events now. I mean, I've been doing events for the last couple of years, but um, all of my events have been, you know, 40 people, 50 people. Um, I think the most I've had was 200. But let me show you what shifted it. I went to a conference that had 1,000 people, and it was put on by a person who had about the same amount of followers as me. He was dope. He connected. He asked me to speak at his conference, and I saw 1,000 people there. So I was like, oh, crap. Let's do a thousand. That's that's the only that's the only place the number came from. Being Got it. In the environment. Watch like seeing it. Yeah. If I didn't have seen that, social proof would be like, yo, we about to have two hundred and fifty people here. Let's go. But I saw something different. You know what I mean? And it was- exposure you got exposed to it and and that's everything that we've been talking about you get exposed to it you get around other like-minded people like you said and you see what's possible and and now once you put this thousand people in the room next year it's two thousand oh i see 10 i see 10 maybe not next year but i see 10 oh absolutely Right. I mean, the value, the people are going to come. Right. As long as you keep pouring into them, they're going to come because you got to be around. It's like it's contagious. It's infectious. Right. You get around that type of an environment. The relationships that's going to be built from there for the long term is ridiculous. People are going to walk out of that conference with a million dollar scheme and be able to turn into at least five hundred thousand dollars in cash. Right. Off of the relationships. Yeah. Outside of the information, just the networking that's going to be there. Again, you'll be in that environment. You'll be there. Everybody that's coming, nobody that's coming is saying, yo, I don't really want to do nothing with my life. Right. Nobody that's coming is saying that. Like, everybody's there for a particular reason. People coming in from all around the country. We got people coming in from California. I'm sure some people coming in from Canada. Everywhere. Everywhere. So uh, now it's going to be the environment for any entrepreneur to grow. Man, I absolutely love it. I love it. And I wish I could be there. If anything falls apart, trust me, I'm there. Because I already got the plug on flights. 
So it's oh. nothing but high, high skipping the junk away. Like I got the plug on flight, so I'm all over the country. Pass that plug, my brother. Pass that plug. I need. <laughs> right. Look, look. We gonna talk offline, but so. I appreciate you sharing about Real Social Proof. What are the dates on Real Social Proof Conference? April 4th and 5th. So the Real Social Proof is uh, April 4th and 5th, 2019. Uh, on the 4th, uh, it's not 9 to 5 both days. And that Thursday night, we're doing a comedy show. So 9 to 5, Thursday and Friday. And then Thursday evening, we're doing a comedy show. Um, just kind of, you know, relax and, you know, have a good time. Got it. Got it. And so you, you've been doing all of this. We got the real social proof. Uh, tell me what's next for you after this conference is up, because I know that there's a lot of people right now that's uh, super hype off of your energy, just like I am. So if people want to connect with you. If people want to know what's the next thing that they can ascend to, if they can't make real social proof, what would you tell them? Should they join your, your, your daily, um, you know, coaching group or what's that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Join the Sleepless Nights coaching program, Sleepless Nights with a K, K-N-I-G-H-T-S, Sleepless Nights. Uh, you can go to sleeplessnightscoaching.com. It's a phenomenal group of entrepreneurs, but the Social Proof brand will continue to um, do events all across the country all throughout the year. So this is going to be one major, one to two major conferences every year, but we're going to do small city events. I'm, I'm not going to stop doing cities. I'm going city no, to city. I love it. Where's the next city then? Who should, who should be excited? I'm looking at I'm looking at Philly this month. I'm trying to do three cities this month. Honestly, I want to do Philly, uh, Birmingham, and uh, Charlotte. So, Got it. I think I just reached out and I, I told you to come to Omaha. You know how much uh, I, a lot of people think ain't no black people in Omaha. We got black people in Omaha. Look, here's here's what I'm telling you. If you could, if you could, I, and I don't, I, I'm sure I got some people out there. But if we can together put 50 people in a room, I'll come this month. Oh, you. easy, easy. All right, we'll we. Easy. 50, 50 people is not, I mean, I'm talking 300, 350 off the, off the first one. I mean, we need two weeks. We got two weeks. Yeah. I'll come. Oh, I, I yeah. promise you. Yo, we can easily do it. Um, all right. We talk about that off, off the offline. So, um, let, let me, I lost my train of thought. Now I'm thinking of all the people that's in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's um, yeah. So, well, I definitely, I appreciate that. The last thing that, that I want to, there's somebody out there right now that's listening to this, that's been inspired by you, that's uh, been impacted already by you in just this, you know, 45, 50 minutes that we've been talking, but they have this little voice in their head, right? That's telling them that they're not strong enough. They're not smart enough. They don't have enough time. Like, what do you say to that person to get them moving towards their goals, their dream and living a life by their design? Well, I would say you are strong enough. You are smart enough. Um, it, it's really just a decision. I don't. If you do anything often enough, you'll get better at it. So if somebody shot 100 free throws and only made one, I guarantee that if they shot 100 more, they'd make at least two. Period. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's the law. Um, but I think you really kind of need to write down what your weaknesses are so you can see them on paper and just attack one of them. So let's say you got a bunch of weaknesses. I'm shy. I, uh, I don't have any skills. I'm not a good communicator. If that's the list, well, you could read a book on communication. Find somebody that was shy. Actually, uh, I just added uh, Mr. Jonathan Green, my mentor. Um, he was a natural introvert, but went from that to uh, making millions of dollars over the last uh, decade or so since I met him 
uh, where he's doing a whole workshop on getting out of your comfort zone. For the introverts, the shies. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There are books, there are workshops, there are courses to help you. But if we don't, if we can't like list them and like really look at our weaknesses, it's going to be really hard to attack them one by one. So you are enough, man. Anybody, whoever you are, there's an example of someone who was in your situation or worse that became really successful. Just find those stories. Got it. I love it, man. I love it. Well, that's all I got, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I'm sure we're going to have you back on the show. And I'm super blessed to be able to have you for this episode that we did. Uh, any final thoughts of what you want to leave with the people um, to let them know, you know, to keep dreaming, keep living a life by their design and, and standing out in a world that we're often taught to fit in? Absolutely. I would say the first step is um, to come to the Social Proof Conference. And even if you're listening to this after April 4th and 5th, 2019, um, I'm making this commitment that I will continue the Social Proof brand. It's not going anywhere. So find out when the next event is. And even if it's not the Social Proof event, um, go somewhere where the information is being given and take notes. Take one or two things from, I don't care if this whole weekend, nine to five, all these hours, you leave with two or three things that can help you take your life to the next level. Take those two or three lock in and improve come back next year three skill sets stronger you know what i mean like we got we got time we got time so just improve piece by piece step by step day by day and um actually use the promo code uh 15 proof 15 proof you'll get 15 percent off your tickets is it one five or the word one five one five p-r-o-o-f got it Sorry. All right, Dream Nation. Well, there you are, man. We've had the the relentless, the powerful, and and the motivator, Mr. Sleepless Nights, David Shands. I, I really appreciate you, my man. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll be talking soon. So thank you again. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.